Oh, hello. I'm, hi, this is um, Spooky Shit, episode one? Episode one, oh my god, you guys. We finally did it. We've been talking about it for years. We're gonna do it. We're gonna, We're gonna be gonna spooky. Yeah. Uh, and that, I'm Hope, and that's, um, who are you? I'm Brandy. Hi. That's Brandy. And the reason we don't know each other is just because our first episode. It's our first episode. Um, and Brandy is a new person. I don't know at all. We've met each other through uh, the Skype. It's just sort of paired us. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, what was it called? The the video chat that Omegle? would pair you. And is it, it Omegle? Was always, yes. And it was always a penis. Yes. Um, anyway. This isn't the first episode. I'm sorry. We did a goof. Well, it was a really good joke that I was doing because today we're talking about Yeti. We're talking about like, Yeti. Yeti, who's like our first episode friend, Bigfoot, but different. But in the cold one, it, he's a he's a winter friend. He's mm-hmm. um like a, a winter version. You know, like you would yeah. you would get a brat stall, and they had like winter version outfits, and then they had like summer outfits. Oh my god, like winter fashion flair, like ski chic. Yeah, and they That's would have Yeti. like a, a little shitty ski jacket with their belly hanging out. Mm-hmm, the Yeti's mm-hmm. like a little more practical, but yeah, yeah just as fashionable. Mm-hmm. I think I only miss Yeti. I only know her from Monsters Inc. Mm-hmm. And she does make oh. a good lemon snow cone joke. Very like Very that good. joke. The highest I, of brows. The best. Mm-hmm. And um, the Matterhorn, where yes. there's a Yeti, that's scary in there. Can I Y'all... tell you? Can I tell you about this Yeti? Baby's oh. first Yeti. Oh, from the from the Disneyland. From the Disneyland. So, I have never been to the Himalayas. I oh, okay. I the only snow I have seen is in Big Bear. That is just like two hours away. Um, Do they put that snow there? Is the snow in Big Bear real? It's probably fake. It's probably manufactured. I mean, most snow in California is. It's California. Yeah. Sometimes it'll just bring snow. So when we, as desert children, want to see a Yeti, we need Mm -hmm. to go to Disneyland. Mm -hmm. And the ride the Matterhorn is a small mountain that may or may not have a basketball court inside of it. Um, Oh, yeah, it does at the top. yes, Yes. And it's it's a very old ride. Very old ride. And I'm talking about OG Matterhorn because they went into some, you know, improvements, I guess. But what I know and love is the old one where you would just like straddle on in, nestled between the thighs of whatever oh friend God. you're with. Platonic friend or nestling. stranger. Friend or, or stranger. stranger. I've been between a stranger's thighs in the Matterhorn. Oh. oh, my God. Because these seats, I don't know what the thought was, but these seats, they're like a little sled and there's yeah. like this sort of bench you straddle and you just like settle back into the lap of whoever you're with or not with. Yeah. And that's, is and that's how they send you on this thrilling adventure. Just like, and it's a, it's a rocky sort of toss you, turn you kind of ride. So yeah. if you're nestled, them thighs, platonic or no, are your cushion. That's what <laughs> keeps you inside. It's your seatbelt. And it they're is. just like, this will be fine. Yeah. Um, 
we don't need to worry about this. And it really gives you, um, Charles Dickens used to talk about carriage spine, how mm. people in like England when they were in carriages used to get thrown around on their carriage that sometimes they get paralyzed. Oh, shit. Um, so That's I this. think, yeah, this is, this is nearly Matterhorn spine when yeah. you go in there. You just get thrashed yeah. around. And I don't know how it's figured out that I've always been in the lap not the lap itself i have been the lappy as you would say um mm. i'm not a small person but for some reason that's always how it works out and yeah it is like because you want to be up front yeah you want to be up front because that's how you see her that's how yeah. you see our friend her. the best Mm-hmm. as you are swaddled in the platonic thighs of a friend that you weren't that close with before but after the matter now you are yeah you're close you're close close after that two-hour line wait too mm-hmm. yes and the fear because okay the yeti she's like she's not just hanging out she's scary in that ride she comes at you she is yeah mm-hmm. she's coming for you because mm-hmm. you hear those roars those ominous roars you flip mm-hmm. around that corner and like she's there yeah got those she's red eyes arms. she's yeah she's moving like real good kind of on a loop a little bit jerky she's got that shaggy fur classic white mm-hmm. classic and that's how i know her and i've known her for a long time she always does does a roar and i do a scream and <laughs> And this has been our relationship. Oh. Yeah. That's, I mean, I wish I could get to, I could like sit down and talk to her more, you know, because I think she might be misunderstood. I mean, very possibly. I mean, she's called abominable. That's kind of rude. It's really rude. No one calls Bigfoot like the, like the nasty fur lady, you know? I, I will now. (laughs) The nasty for lady, <laughs> nasty for lady. Please welcome nasty for lady to the stage. Ooh. Um, listen, here's my question. Yeah, you know Rudolph. You know his yes. claymation adventures. I do. How big is that Bigfoot? Because sometimes he's as big as like three elves stacked on top of each other, right? And sometimes he's as big as a mountain. The Christmas Yeti, and- you mean? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, Bobadable Bill Snowman. Look, I can say nothing to defend the sort of continuity of old nineties <laughs> stop is motion. Nineties? Is it nineties? No, that is from the fifties. Oh shit! <laughs> okay, I watched it in the nineties, so I thought nothing existed before I did. That's true. Mm-hmm. And did it? And nothing did. What is the nature of reality? I don't know. Um, yeah. So I just want to know: yeah. Do you have any intel on like how big? I I do I do and honestly she's a little bit more like on our level oh yeah I mean it's hard to tell in the Matterhorn it's hard to tell when she's a clay little friend um but she's like six foot tall so that's yeah she's a wee bit smaller than her forest friend the Bigfoot Mm -hmm. um maybe it's the cold she's got to be a little bit more compact you Wait. know, oh, less energy. Yeah, like yeah. Spent she's trying to keep, to keep it her in. Alive. Got it. Yeah, she can't get as big, but she does have big feet, so she's still got yeah. that with her with her forest sisters. Um, Yeti, abominable snowman, also known uh-huh. as the Migoy or the Mete. 
Ooh, those are very fancy names. Yes, she's got those names because she's from the regions of Nepal, Bhutan, Tibet, China, and Russia. She is our, like, Asian friend. Our snowy Asian Bigfoot. And I love her. Is she related to Bigfoot? Are they cousins? I think so. I think so. Um, She's from, like, famously, she lives in the Himalayas. So she likes that mountain life. She likes that snow. Mm-hmm. Um, the word Yeti actually comes from Tibetan words that I won't try to say because, you know, you know, um, but they mean rocky place and bear together. Okay. So she, she lives up in the rocks. She kind of looks like a bear. Um, other names mm. mean man, bear, snowman, wild man. Um, taking a step back. Why has it got to be a man though? Yeah. Why has it got to be a man though? She's not a man. She's not. She's not. Like what the we fuck? know she's got titties. Wait, like, Brandy. Yeah, does she have titties? Honestly, though, she, bitch is so elusive. She's not like Bigfoot. Oh, she is hard Big- to spot. And like trees are covered, but have you tried to take a picture in a snowstorm? True. So like honestly, we don't know. But is womanhood defined by titties? Oh my god, you're so right. Yeah. What, regardless of whether she has titties yeah. or not, she's a woman. She's a woman. Um, mm-hmm. she also ape like. Yeah. Yeah. She walks on two legs. She got that Bigfoot yeah. saunter. Um, yeah. Little shaggy. Disney got it right. She's got fur. Sometimes reddish brown. Sometimes oh. gray. Sometimes white. Wait. She, she works it out. You know, like summer to winter colors. Again, Bratz doll. Oh, that makes sense because mm. in the fall, she'd have to like blend in with the foliage. Wait, but isn't it always, isn't it always snowing? But I think it's apparent where she's hanging out because there's like foresty areas in these mountains, you know? Uh, it's not just like okay. barren snow. So she she can like, you know, work it out for wherever she is. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, and she's also pretty famous for these big old footprints she leaves behind. Like she's super elusive. Most encounters only last a couple seconds. Like she's pretty quick uh to run away or you know she doesn't get close but she leaves these big old footprints everywhere and they kind of look like bare human feet but like real big so is she more does she look more like a bear than a bigfoot i think she looks more like a ape but all the words for her translate to bear which i don't really get probably just because english is dumb yeah maybe but unlike Bigfoot, she's like kind of social. She's like a bit, you know, she's out there because oh. it's said that she lives in tribes of like other yetis and that usually when they see her, like even for a second, they'll see like two or more yetis oh. hanging out. Yeah. So like yetis, I feel like some people believe Bigfoot's like one gal just walking around, jumping through portals. Um, yetis are like a species of yetis. Okay. There's like a bunch of her. That's different. Mm-hmm. So it's a cryptid. Yeah. It's not an alien. Uh, no. Hmm. Nope. She just has always lived in the mountains, always been there. They don't think she's got any sort of superpowers other than she's like very strong and elusive. How beautiful. strong? Very strong. I mean, oh. she lives on fucking Mount Everest and doesn't doesn't even give a shit. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Do any mm-hmm. other animals live up there? I don't think so. 
Um, though she's probably in areas where there's animals she can like chomp on a rabbit or some shit. Maybe she just eats the climbers. Well, there are stories. So the history of the Yeti, um, she's part of the folklore of several different Himalayan indigenous peoples. Um, Mm. The Lepka people worshipped a uh, quote unquote glacier being. Oh. Which I don't really know their term for this this deity but um this glacier being was like the god of the hunt okay so why um this is who they worshipped uh it could have been yeti um also the followers of the bone religion b-o with two little dots over it n bon i don't know how language works um believed in the blood of a Mira god or a wild man, quote unquote, that was used in like mystical ceremonies. This is like very old, old folklore. So sort of allusions to some sort of hunt snow creature. Um, there's also lots of like cautionary tales and stories about monsters that raid villages or like attack kids. Sort of like stay by the village and don't go wandering in the snow because... yeah. A yeti, she, she get you. You know what? The Yeti is a good tale to tell people to not climb the fucking Himalayas. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, there's all these rich tourists that go up there every year and just, like, die. You have to be, like, a freaking well-trained, like, rock climber or hiker to do that shit. You need yeah. to be, like, physically prepared. So if it takes, like, a big Yeti being there for you not to do that, mm-hmm. great. Yeah. And honestly, this is something I never thought about, but most people when they climb Mount Everest die on the way back. Yeah. Because nobody thinks about, oh, you got to the top, that's halfway. (laughs) Now you need to get back down. And it's like, oh. You can't even breathe up there. No, there's no air. Yeti, she doesn't need air, but you do. You do. Wait. You do. Maybe she is an alien. Why why doesn't she need oxygen? Do they answer that question? Well, I think she's just, like, built for these high altitudes. I don't think she can survive at low altitudes. Oh. Yeah. (gasps) No. So so Bigfoot and Yeti can never visit each other. They can never meet. They're star-crossed, world-crossed lovers. Are they... Lovers? Uh... Yes. Aren't they... Family? Well, are they? Is that so wrong? (laughs) (laughs) I think we're getting into another topic. Welcome to Taboo Shit, where Hope and I talk (laughs) about the worst things. Um, Incest is great. Anyway, in 1921, the legend of Lady Yeti Uh, came to the Western world, where... A British expedition went into the Himalayas led by this dude named Charles Howard Burry. And little Charles here came back from his expedition and told a reporter that they had seen these monstrous footprints. Again, she known for it Mm -hmm. um, out in the snow. And their like local guides had told them that they were the Meto Kongmi, which means man bear snowman. (laughs) Yep, perfect description. English is terrible. A woman. Except for a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the reporter, through some hilarious mistranslations of Tibetan words, because, you know, it's hard, um, (laughs) nicknamed 
the creature the abominable snowman and that's where that name came from oh yeah because they said like the word was like it's a monstrous 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 snowman Mm -hmm. sort of thing and they like mistranslated it to mean like filthy or something and then this reporter was like you would be a better word for that abominable so it's it doesn't mean anything, but here we are. What well, and it they weren't thinking of like a big three bald snowman, right? Uh I surely hope not. I believe it's just a a, a bear furry, thing. furry bear uh ape lady. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um I mean all they saw were the footprints and they were just real big. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um in nineteen thirty eight and this story is wild. Um this guy named Captain Diavagu. Diavagu. Sure. He was the curator of the Victoria Memorial uh, Museum in Calcutta, India. He was traveling through the Himalayas by himself because... What? He's dumb. Yeah. Uh, and he became snowblind because yes. he's dumb. Um, and so he was like near death, dying of like exposure and cold and he was rescued by a nine foot tall yeti rescued rescued and this yeti quote unquote nursed him back to health and he returned home safe and sound what how did it was near death and blind yeah. But a big, furry, warm child came, <laughs> scooped him out of the snow, and brought him to her sweet, warm nest in the trees. Oh, it was in a tree? I don't know, but they're supposed to have nests. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Nursed him to help. But they're not always nice. There's another story from around this time of this uh, Sherpa girl who was tending her yaks mm-hmm. out out there, you know. On the mountain. And she was attacked by a large ape-like creature with black-brown hair. So it must have been summer. Um, And it started to drag her away. And she... But but she started screaming at it. And it... She says it seemed to be startled by her screams and let her go. And sort of sidetracked. Started... uh, It went for the yaks instead. And killed two of her yaks and while that was happening she ran away and reported it to the police because she was like a giant ape thing ate my yaks and um the police like actually investigated and they did find footprints and they couldn't attribute like where those footprints came from or who they were from so Hmm. and she had two less yaks it almost sounds like a bear ate her yaks and then she didn't want to get in trouble so she went to the police and was like, Dad, look, even and the police say. Drew that, some footprints on the ground. You know, people have done it before. Maybe. There's big footprints out there. You know what? I'll you just her. don't want to believe that she gets hungry sometimes and can eat two yaks. I don't know. I just want to think of her as a vegan, just like fully in her consciousness, fully at her nirvana in the yeah. cave, in her nest. Yeah, with her French captains. Yeah, but, you know. Look, sometimes a bitch gets hungry and she needs to eat two yaks all at once. Yeah, I'm glad she didn't eat the girl. No. She she was like, oh, this one screams. Bye. (laughs) 
I don't want the loud one. Yeah. So, like, I can't blame her. She's a wild animal living out there. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, in the 1950s and 60s, sort of Yeti craze happened, and everybody wanted to take expeditions to the Himalayas to get me some pics <laughs> of our girl, get me some evidence of our girl. So, the first Yeti photos were taken by this dude named Eric Shipton when he was trying to climb and attempt to climb Mount Everest, which I take to mean he did not make it. Um, but he, he took a picture of the footprints, which, oh. which sort of made Our Lady real famous because those were published. And so a ton of expeditions were made to find her. Um, they brought back a bunch of different ed- evidence. So photographs of like shaggy creatures in mm-hmm. blurry distances. Hmm. I mean, classic Bigfoot Yeti sort of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they took plaster molds of big old footprints, sort of her her whole deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even samples of, like, mysterious hair. Um, and then creepiest of all, a finger, a hand, and a scalp? What? Wait, of a human? No, of what is supposed to be a Yeti. They would, like, take it back and be like, look, I found this scalp in the mountains. It's a Yeti. What? But they didn't scalp the Yeti? Like, a Yeti, like, did a bad haircut and left it behind <laughs> and then they found that? Yeah, like, just didn't duck low enough for that branch and sort of lost it. What? I don't what? know. They found a scalp and brought it back and said it's a Yeti scalp. Okay. So, yeah, that's her. This is her history. She's still running around. We don't, like, she's super elusive. We don't have as much info on her as we do uh, her cousin. She seems very similar to Bigfoot, just in a different climate. Like, are they the same yeah. species? I mean, maybe. She's a little bit smaller. Um, Maybe it's just, just uh, the same kind of alien dropped down in a different spot. I don't know. Or maybe she's a weird fucked up monkey something sexy yeah it's not sexy at all there's nothing actually that sexy about this episode Mm -hmm. which sucks because bigfoot had her big titties that we talked about like the whole time but it's fine look yeti's got drama anyway i just want to tell you a story from another sherpa um so around that the yeti craze you said was like 50s right yeah yeah, so this is right around then. So uh, Sherpa Sen Tensing, an internationally recognized Himalayan mountain climbing guide, um, was like going home on a difficult trail down the Imja River um, in the Himalayas um, when he saw a Yeti, right? Yeah. Uh, sometimes you see a Yeti coming yeah. up the path. And uh, so Sen Tensing quickly jumped into the snow behind a large boulder. As you do. Mm-hmm. And the Yeti got within, like, 25 yards of him and stopped right in front of him. So Sen got this really good view of the Yeti and saw that she was 5.5 feet tall. Very Again. exact measurement. A little short. She's a little short. Yeah. Like, I'm, that's, I'm taller than that. Yeah. Half beast, half man, tall pointed head and hairless face. Did you get that in your research? I mean... I, I can see it. Uh, yeah. It's a pointy. look. <laughs> um, 
but otherwise covered in reddish brown hair. So yeah, must have been summer. And so so she stood upright, but she dropped to all fours and she was in a hurry. Mm. So she could go up and down. Mm-hmm. Um and he saw like footprints, like you said, and claw marks. And then 11 months later, when he was out here again, guiding some people up the mountain, he saw more footprints, more Yeti prints, mm-hmm. um, and they followed them for two miles until they disappeared. Um, okay, so this kind of leads to a theory about um, the Yeti maybe not... Do you think the Yeti can teleport? Um... You know, I would not be surprised if she is Bigfoot's cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought she was a little bit more wild than that, but... I I understand, and I know that's what you get out of your research, but I, as the person who's looking up explanations for the Yeti, yeah, have to wonder, because there's so much just hard evidence that the Bigfoot is an extraterrestrial that um, time mm-hmm. hops and place hops through portals, mm-hmm. that I think maybe... The Yeti, according to this footprint story, might have a sort of similar path, you know, a similar right. sort of power. I know you said she didn't have any powers, but I just want to put that out there. I mean, maybe. I just don't want to erase the possibility, but I, I can I can tell you about some actual science. Oh, my God. You're giving me science? Yeah. I'm going to give you science right Hell now. yeah. Okay. Lay it on me. All right. So... In, like, the 80s, they found all this weird Yeti hair. Like, the these Yeti explorers over time were like, y'all, you gotta explore this Yeti shit. You gotta, like, there was claw marks near this hair. There oh was, like, God. weird footprints. So finally, in April 2001, um, these British scientists decided to do a DNA test. This on- is, like, recent. Yeah. Um... So they examined the DNA in a strand of hair that people were claiming came from a Yeti, um, and they were unable to identify it. Oh, uh huh, with real it, science. Mm hmm. Because it didn't come any from any known animal, and um, this like long strand of ha- black hair. So I guess that's a that's a look. That's a look. Um, was examined by British scientists. It was found in the bark of a tree. Um, they also found in this tree a mysterious piece of skin in the hollow of the tree. Weird. Is it a scalp? Not a scalp. (laughs) Mysterious piece of skin. And and, um, they believed that she lived there. She lived in that tree. (gasps) They make the nests. Yeah. So, and they found, they they tested this skin DNA and they couldn't determine what it was Mm -hmm. either. So they said, it's not human. It's not a bear. It's not, it's something we couldn't identify. Yeah. Mm. Um, So I don't know. It's, it's like, well, I'll say what the Sherpa said. So the Sherpa that I was talking about earlier sent, Tenson, uh, who was like kind of interested in her, said, There is a Yeti in the back of everyone's mind. Only the blessed are not haunted by it. Oh. 
So we are left behind just thinking about these DNA accounts and just kind of looking off into the distance, thinking about the Yeti. The Yeti is always following us in our mind, Mm -hmm. you know? Because we're not blessed. We are haunted by her. Oh, my God. (laughs) We are definitely not blessed. We are not blessed. Personally, on this podcast, we are always haunted by cryptids and ghosts. And I wouldn't have it any other way, honestly. But let me tell you what. Yeah. To be honest, Mm. what else Mm. would we be doing with our time? Yeah, no. Um, So here's the things that the Yeti has been, like, ID'd as. Um, Monkey. Big yep. monkey. Big old monkey. Small monkey. Small? Small monkey. Big yeah. old feet? But small monkey. Ah. Um, They think it's called the... Some people think it is the Langer monkey, mm-hmm. uh, which is a small monkey. And I don't understand that, and I think that's wrong. Yeah. Um, Unless that's just because of the hair. Like, any size maybe, monkey could leave behind hair. I guess, but, like, what about those big feet? Those big Whatever. feet? She's known doesn't for answer. it. It's her signature. Doesn't answer my foot thing. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's the blue bear. Okay. The Tibetan blue bear. Um, or the Himalayan brown bear. Or the Himalayan red bear. Maybe. I mean, yeah, like maybe a bear. <laughs> I mean, like it could probably be a bear. But bears um, don't like walk around on feet. Don't some bears walk around on feet? I think they just like stand up sometimes, but they don't like walk around. Like like that monk guy said it she walked down a path and then get mm-hmm. on then went down on fours. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. bears don't just like walk around. Uh, I would have to hmm. Like don't let all the Disney movies tell you otherwise. I'm pretty sure they got I have use some bad fours. news. Okay. So, um, this DNA test kind of sparked a lot of research about the bears in indigenous, the indigenous Himalayan bears. Oh my, you didn't um, tell me these are walk around bears? Well, let me just tell you about what they found. Okay. So, from the research that was done around this DNA testing, the conclusion was that the Asian black bear, when it's about two years old, spends a lot of time in trees. You know how you were talking about the nests that the Mm. Yetis lived in Mm -hmm. to avoid attacks by larger male bears. Um, And during this tree period, that's like two years of their lives, the young bears train their inner claw outward. So it'll allow for an opposable grip. So that might explain like the thumb Mm. in the Yeti's footprint. Um, yeah, it kind of looks like a, a, a thumb and it, um, the, the imprint in the snow of the hind paw coming over the front paw that appears to have a thumb, especially when the bear is going slightly uphill. So the hind paw print extends the overprint backward and makes a humanoid appearing track. That looks like an elongated human foot, but with the thumb, mm-hmm. um, and looks bipedal because its its front paws aren't making as much as an impact as its back paws. Um, but listen, yeah, 
we don't have to believe in any of this. And we- <laughs> Look, science means nothing. But also, here's equally as interesting, honestly. Mm-hmm. People speculate that these creatures might be like the present-day specimens of this extinct giant ape called the Gigantophocalus. What the fuck? Yeah, like a giant ape that just hung around. Dude, okay, so like... I don't know how you categorize cryptids, but like supposed to be extinct, ancient, giant. Yeah, ape, I think exactly. that counts. That totally counts. That counts. And it could have like survived because it adapted to these specific like crazy yeah. extreme circumstances up on the mountains. Well, and if you got hairs, they can't even identify with 2001 science. 2001 isn't that long ago. I mean, it's almost 20 years ago, but I mean, not that long ago. <laughs> Britney Spears was still pumping, you know, it was a good time. Oh my God. Miss Brittany. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's other like, quote unquote, evidence. There's quote unquote. Science. Yeah. There's hairs. Look, I'm not saying every footprint was her. Some of them might be a bear. Mm -hmm. But some of them. Could be her. I just say. I believe you prove each print. You can't prove it. If you. You can't prove it. And the hair, inconclusive. Whose hair was that? Whose hair? Whose hair? Like prehistoric ancient fucking orangutan? Um, Maybe. Yes, please. I hope. You know what? Yeah. I think I'm I'm torn between alien and cryptid. Um, Look, we don't have to decide now. We're getting right into are you convinced? And I still have some shit to tell you. Oh, sorry. Please. Yes. Tell me all about it. Yes. Because I think I might fuck with your mind a little bit here with the diet love pass incident yes what okay yes this is it is a little bit grisly it's dark it's it's uh a lot so i just want to tell you that now okay dark grisly got it right but it's spooky as all fuck Lay it the fuck on me you've hyped me up lay it down so 1958 be there Yeti craze <laughs> happening. Take me there. We are here. Um, this Russian group forms uh, for a skiing expedition. It is led by Igor Dyatlov, which is what it's named okay. after. Um, he is a 23-year-old radio engineering student at Ural Polytechnical Institute. Um, okay. So he's a student. Uh, and he gets together with nine other students uh, to go on this expedition. All of these students are grade two hikers. I don't know what that means, but they have ski tour experience. And basically, this expedition would be giving them grade three certification, which is the highest certification that the Soviet Union like gave at this point. So they're like good at what they do. Right? So they're like they're like sport nerds. Yeah, they're real sport ski nerds, which is cool. what you do, I guess, when you're in Russia. Yeah. Um. Basically, this certification required these candidates to travel 190 miles, like, through a mountain. Oh, my God. So they were good at what they did, right? Yeah. And they're all, like, they range range from, like, all ages, but all of them are, like, early 20s, pretty much. Okay. Because they're all students. Um, On January 27th, they they begin their expedition towards uh, this mountain called... Otor 10 from a city called Vizhai and it's it's just like a seven mile hike um, but it's over the mountains like it's it's uh, really removed from 
any sort of civilization. Um, and on February 1st, the hikers start going through this pass, like this big valley. Um, and it seems like they plan to go over the pass and make camp for the next night on the opposite side. But because of like really bad weather conditions, there was like snowstorms and visibility issues coming up. They lost their direction and went west instead. And they ended up at the top of this uh, mountain called the Kolat Sokol. Sorry, it's Russian. Um, which <laughs> You're doing it. Literally translates to dead mountain in indigenous oh. Monsi language. Mm. So, yeah. We're in mm. like the snow, we're in the deserted like it's it's a blizzard essentially. So, they realize their mistake and so they decide to stop and set up camp there on the side of the mountain. Right? Mhm. And that night they all died. And to well, this day, no one knows why. And I will explain what? to you what happened. It's Death Mountain. It's it's called uh yeah, Dead Mountain. Dead Mountain. So yeah. did they know it was called Dead Mountain? Yeah, but it's it's uh Russia, you know? <laughs> what what does that mean? What don't go that to Dead Mountain. <laughs> I mean, they weren't trying to go to Dead Mountain. They were trying to go like across this pass and they got stuck in a blizzard. And oh, they had to make camp. Yeah. And like, right. they they should have been able to handle it. That's the thing. They should have been fine. Because there are these super experienced hikers. And they weren't just hiking in like beautiful, you know, California mountains. They were hiking in the snow. Like, that's what they're good at. Mm-hmm. So, here's here's what I can tell you. On February 26th, a search party goes out to find them. And first, they find the group's abandoned and damaged tent, totally Oof. empty. But what they find is all the group's belongings are inside. Like, shoes are still inside. Okay. And the weirdest part is that the tent was cut open from the inside. <gasps> yeah. What? Yeah. So... They find eight or nine sets of footprints left by people who were only wearing socks or one shoe, some are even barefoot, running from the tent. Oh, my God. And you could follow them down to the edge of these nearby woods. um, And they get lost at a certain point, but they they follow the direction to the woods. And they find at the forest edge under a large cedar tree um, the remains of a small fire along with two bodies so it's yuri krivonishenko and yuri doroshenko both of which were shoeless both of which Mm. were only dressed in their underwear and they were 21 and 23 years old oh my god yeah and the branches of the tree above them were broken like a couple meters up suggesting that they like one of them or one of the other like members had climbed the tree to look for something or maybe look back at the camp. They don't know. Um, and so they continue to search and between this tree and the tent, they find three more corpses of Dietlov, Kolmogorva, and Slobodin, who mm. all died in poses suggesting they were trying to get back to the tent. So But they had just run from the tent. Right. Yeah. What? 
Yep. And then two of them stayed behind and didn't go back. Um, and so they kept searching and it to find the four remaining party members, it took them two months. Oh my and God. on May 4th, they found them at the bottom of this ravine buried under snow. Uh, and these four were better dressed than the others, which was sort of indicated to them that the ones who died first gave up their clothes to the other four. Oh, because or the other four took them or they took them because there are evidence of them being like cut off. Oh. And like like one didn't have shoes, but they had like part like cloth from one of the dead uh, students pants like wrapped around their foot. Oh, yeah. Super dark, super mysterious. So at the autopsy, they determined that six of them had died from hypothermia, while three of them showed signs of physical trauma. Um, one victim had a fractured skull. Two others had major chest fractures. Um, and they determined that the force required to cause this damage was extremely high. They It had to be like the same force of a car crash. And oh, then... Shit. And then notably, which is super weird, the bodies had no external wounds related to the fractures. It was just like they had been hit with like a super high level of pressure that sort of broke it internally, but didn't break the skin. Okay. Which is whack. Did Um, those people who had the injuries that they died from fall into the ravine? That that could have happened. Yeah. Um, But again, it was like super high pressure had to have done this. Hmm. and I'm going to trigger warning here because this is really gruesome. One of the team members had her tongue and her eyes ripped out. <gasps> what the fuck? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So oh. the initial speculation was that the indigenous Mansi people might have attacked and murdered them, which is bullshit. Um, because yeah, the it- investigation showed, and this is where th- things get really weird. Only the hikers' footprints were visible. There was... No sign of a hand-to-hand struggle at all. Well, like, there was no other footprints approaching the tent or anything like that. What? Okay. Well, but it... Okay, so the tent was cut open from the inside. So yeah. they were trying to escape? Yeah, suggesting that they were trying to escape really quickly. And they left all their shit behind. And they went out into freezing temperatures with no clothes. Hmm. So here's what we know. And then here's what they found out. That six died from hypothermia. Three died from their injuries. There was no indications of anyone else on this whole mountain apart from these nine people. Hmm. The tent was ripped open from within. Um, They died six to eight hours after their last meal. And, like, traces from the camp showed that they all left on their own accord, on foot. Like, no one was dragged out. Nobody, like, you know was forced out they all left on their own um and the fatal injuries of the three bodies could not have been caused by another human being it it would have taken too much it was too much force um and there were no survivors so the investigation just concluded that it was an unknown compelling force that's all it said like it's still unsolved what happened but there are theories yes and i'm gonna lay them out for you um exactly it's weird right it's super weird no matter what the theories are like it's just weird um one theories is that there was an avalanche or they were afraid of an avalanche so they all 
escape the tent in a rush to hide in the forest where it would have been like safer for them. Okay. Um, but then as whatever danger passed, they all froze to death before they could get to their tent again. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But here's the thing. There was no signs of an avalanche taking place on this mountain. Um, yeah. Also, when they found the bodies, they found the bodies within 10 days and there was only like a really shallow layer of snow on them. Mm. So if there was an avalanche, that didn't happen. Um, okay. Also... There was a hundred expeditions to this region held since, which why would you go back out there? I don't know. I don't know. Um, and none of them ever reported any conditions that might create an av- um, an avalanche. And then Dietlov, who was the leader, and and his friend Zolotarov, uh, were studying like their masters in ski and mountain hiking, and none of them would have been dumb enough to put their camp in the path of an avalanche. <laughs> so like. You would think it's that, but, like, it it's not. Um, okay. Hmm. Infrasound is one theory that went about that the skiers might have been driven to hysteria by infrasound waves, which were caused by a weather phenomenon known as Carmen Vortex Street, which is apparently that the winds were so strong that night that they passed over the top of this mountain, and it went in such a way that it caused, like, infrasound to sort of attack these what? kids. Well, like, you know, like, it apparently infrasound can cause physical discomfort and mental distress and f- make them panic. Oh, um, that is weird. And they just, like, sort of had a panic attack and, and ran from their tent. And then by the time they got down the hill where there would have been less of this sound, because they were out in the open on the mountainside where the wind was whipping around. But by the time they were like protected by the forest, they wouldn't hear the sound anymore and been okay. And then the same thing happened. They couldn't get back to their shelter in time. Okay. Okay. But it's like super weird theory and like a bunch of scientists who deal in acoustics, like, don't even know that infrasound exposure can cause like extreme panic they think there might be like mild symptoms but they don't think anything that is so bad that will cause people to like physically cut open their shelter and just run away okay Um, that sounds crazy it's crazy um a military test so they think it was like a soviet union military accident that was covered up Oh. That there were records of parachute mines being tested by the military in that area at the time that the hikers were there. Um, again, they weren't supposed to be there. They got up there on accident. Oh, And yeah. um, these parachute mines detonate like a meter or two above the ground. And they sort of produce the same kind of damage, like internal damage without any sort of external trauma. Hmm. Um, and... But the weird thing is, is only three of the bodies experienced that trauma and the other ones didn't. And, uh, like, if it fell on them when they were out there that made them run away, it's sort of weird why it didn't get all of them. Um, Yeah. But they also think it was a setup because people think that the whole tent and all the bodies placement, everything was set up that way because the photos of the tent show that it was erected incorrectly. And they think that hikers experiences this wouldn't have done that wait like like the tent was set up wrong and they were like 
that must have been staged because these oh. members wouldn't have done that. And so they think that all the bodies were staged and that they oh. all died somewhere else. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, also, there were reports of glowing orbs in the sky during okay. this night. And here's where I'm like, okay, maybe those are bombs, but maybe. But maybe. Those were aliens. I I was just thinking, like, maybe we got abducted and put back in a weird place. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, aliens were going around doing weird shit and they had to run away. Um, mm-hmm. That would because... explain the weird injuries. I don't know. Yeah, and they did say there were trace amounts of radiation found on the bodies. What the fuck is going on here in this place? Right um, now? <laughs> here, here right now in this place. <laughs> um, or it was a Yeti. And here's where I tie it all back. Oh, give there it to me. There is a Tell theory me. going around that it was a Yeti that did this, that the skier's injuries were only, like, again, a human being could not inflict them. So a Yeti <laughs> could have... <laughs> cause those fractures okay um, an avalanche doesn't rip a woman's tongue out but a yeah. yeti could but a yeti could yeah um something scared them enough to cut themselves out of their tent like yeah they did that of their own accord so i'm not saying a yeti went in there and like you know fucked them up but like if one like was around and freaked them out um also there's this shady photograph taken supposedly taken by one of the hikers the day before they died and there's like a shadow in the background that legit looks like a yeti oh okay Um, i mean but a yeti also like a yeti silhouette also just looks like a dude (laughs) (laughs) um and wait and like i'm gonna expel a lot of stuff like sometimes bodies have trace amounts of radiation on them when they decompose oh okay and then also, I, the craziest part with the tongue ripped out, people think that it might have just been, like, scavenging animals. Ew. Yeah. Which is nasty as fuck. But it's still weird. It's Wait, still weird. Like, why did they leave in the first place? They're all super experienced. They've done this a million times. Why did they all leave with no clothes, no shoes, in yeah. such a rush that they had to cut themselves out? Like, it's super weird. How would this have gone down with a Yeti? So, Yeti shows up, mm-hmm. starts banging on the tent. Mm-hmm. Let me get in there, scratching on the tent. Yeah. Can't open the zipper, I guess. Doesn't think about it. And then so they get out and they run away. The Yeti catches like three of them with its paws. Mm-hmm. They fall down that- a ravine. Yeah, catches that one girl, <laughs> rips out her eyes and tongue, but doesn't eat her. Just likes He just likes the good parts. Yeah, the delicacies. Uh-huh. And the rest are hiding in the woods. And try to get back up to the tent and die. Honestly, I picked this one because it was interesting and not because the Yeti evidence was strong. <laughs> <laughs> the Yeti evidence is not really strong in any no, case. But And the thing is that that's really weird is that there were no other footprints of anyone else other than the hikers. So unless your Yeti did interdimensionally teleport. Which maybe. She could. Maybe she Mm -hmm. could. You don't know Um, It's hard to see what would have approached them that would scare them. Unless she did teleport inside their tent. 
Well, yeah. Me- yeah. Do snowshoes leave footprints? Um, Maybe she had some snowshoes. I don't know. It's a weird story. And I think no matter how you, like, you know, cut it up, there's something spooky going on here. It might be Yeti. It might be aliens. It's probably aliens. Do you think one of the kids was probably, like, a serial killer that just turned on all of them? I don't think so. Because they didn't have any external wounds. If you were going to kill someone and leave them out in the snow, you also probably wouldn't die yourself. You know? I don't know. I'm just trying know. to find solutions. Like, Listeners, if you have any solutions to this murder, please contact us. Or accident or alien experiment gone terribly wrong. Yes. I Wait. Mean, they was saw... Yeti working with the aliens? You know, if she is Bigfoot's cousin... She is yeah. an alien. It kind of seems like. And if yeah. that's her ship or her overlord's ship, depending on what theory you go with, <laughs> they go hand in hand. They are mm. not, you know, mutually exclusive theories here. The aliens just have bigger plans for us than we could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's it's weird and it's spooky. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well... I'll say that I don't believe in any of those stories. I don't think we'll ever know what happened on that mountain. But I sure believe in the Yeti. Yeah. What about you? You know, there's a lot of bears out there. There's a lot of monkeys out there. (laughs) But there's only one Yeti. Yes. And she is a true individual. She is close to my heart. And she's she's real. She's a star. I don't think she killed a bunch of hikers because that's rude. I think she might kill a yak if she's hungry. She did. Listen, the evidence doesn't support her being a murderer. She didn't eat a girl. She just ate her yaks instead. And she nurtured a man back to health. Yeah. Her sexy Frenchman. So she's fine. She's good. And I think there might be some shitty fucking aliens out there doing weird crap out in Russia. I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised for a moment. No. Um, but my bad advice to you would be to definitely try to climb to the top of Mount Everest yeah. because you need to feel alive. Yeah. Like, do that for sure. And I'm sure it will go well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's real bad advice, girl. Real bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. Um, I'd say if you're feeling lonely, mm-hmm. if you are feeling cold and you really want that sweet, warm sort of embrace of a giant furry friend (laughs) then um put yourself on a mountain and go snow blind yes be french yes and find yourself a little yeti time get up in (gasps) her nest get nurse back to help because honestly honestly worth it right yeah yeah i don't yeah. Like, who gets to be in that nest? Only I kinda, yeah. Captain de It's It must be a, f- a really warm nest. It's a good nest. Like, that's what I want for my apartment. Just, like, a nest made out of, like, feathers and hair. Yeah. It just envelops me in warmth and protects me from the elements. As long as there's no, like, shed scalps in there. Oh, I'm shit. I'm sure it's cozy as all hell. 
Yeah. Maybe I wouldn't invite the Yeti, but I will steal her ideas. <laughs> I will steal her nest. <laughs> I will her just go. Intellectual property of nest building in the Himalayas. <laughs> Gonna take that IP from mm. right under her nose. She mm. doesn't know any better. She doesn't get copyright law. Maybe we should teach her. Maybe. Anyway. Anyway. Follow us yes. at Spooky Shit Pod. SpookyShitPod.tumblr.com. Email us. SpookyShitPod at gmail.com. Tell us what Thank happened s- on that fucking mountain because I am still confused. We don't know. We can't understand. We don't know what happened yeah. and we need your help to figure Honestly, it out. Honestly, I wish you could have seen Hope's face while I was telling that story because a bitch was shell-shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I was grossed out and yeah. trying to figure it out and alive. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I will never go hiking again oh yeah because wherever you go in the snow there's a yeti in the not snow there's a bigfoot yeah and they may be nice anywhere but maybe they hungry and there's no yaks around you just don't know you just don't know maybe they're controlled by surrounding aliens who are doing experience on humankind experiments yeah those aliens are fucked anyway thanks for listening yeah Thanks for stopping by for our first episode. For our first episode ever. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.